Hi there, welcome back. We're listening to Lord Popak tell us what's going on. Okay, um, we we were back there. Right. Um, insurrectionist gets hits with devastating news she fucking deserves. We're listening to Midas Touch. Insurrectionist gets bad news she des- fucking the fact deserves. That they are fighting so hard to get what I think is one of the last witnesses in, Evan Corcoran. They got a huge win at the Department of Justice in front of um, the uh, D.C. Circuit Court Chief Judge. I think that one's almost done, which means we could see a charging decision in April or May. The other two grand juries that are out there are also moving at their own pace um, and making up for lost time. The one investigating all things related to Jan 6th and the one related, we think, to Donald Trump's using the grift to raise money on the backs of fraudulent claims of the stolen election. And so we think all those are running simultaneously. While the Manhattan DA's office makes its charging decision likely next week, and Fawny Willis has her charging decision in front of a regular grand jury, probably not happening until May, the next time the grand jury, the regular grand jury in Fulton mm-hmm. County meets. Because we can all read a calendar, we know that's not till May. So we got all that going on while justice gets meted out by people like Judge Amy Berman Jackson against Jan 6 insurrectionists and rioters, uh, Riley June Williams in this case, who is going away to a federal uh, federal Bureau of Prisons prison assignment for the next three years because of her role in breaking into Nancy Pelosi's office and then obstructing justice further in hiding her evidence and erasing her evidence and making it even harder on the FBI, although they caught her, to prove their case. This is Michael Popak reporting from uh, Legal AF. I do these kind of hot takes about every day. At the rate the wheels of justice are moving and developments in these cases I just described, I'm doing them about every hour. And if I'm not doing them... Um, Here's what comments say. How is it that someone can get a lot more time breaking into someone's house than they can get for an insurrection? Yeah, these sentences are really light. Question mark, that is espionage. Thank you, Lord Popak. Exclamation point.
Lady Trista. Um, other people said that tells me she knew exactly what she was doing was wrong and an explanation of why she was doing it Who she was doing it for they all know what they were doing was wrong Just because a lot of people are doing it doesn't make it right or legal. Yes When I was in first grade I colored my page like my seat neighbor Carlos when the teacher asked me why and I said Carlos did she replied, if Carlos jumped off the cliff, would you too? I got it. Yeah, doing it in larger numbers just makes it a greater crime. Exactly. My father, a former U.S. Navy officer and scientist, gave me that same advice too. Thanks, Dad. Got through the 1960s without taking any drugs or smoking anything. Amen. Eh, you know that when you say amen, that is uh, praising a satanic figure, Amen-Ra. My mom's version was jumping off a bridge. My teacher, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let's get back to the main comments. Okay. Uh, three years for violent insurrection is an insanely light sentence. Why are these traitors getting so little time? It's no wonder these people are spoiled and entitled. Domestic terror should be taken more seriously than that. Very disappointing. Yes. Great comment. Dark Priestess. That sounds cool. I want to follow Dark. One subscriber? That's not fucking real. That's fucking not real. Seems that only three years is a pretty light sentence for all the crimes she committed. We had people serving in excess of five years for just selling pot. Yeah. Accountability feels like an attack when you are not ready to acknowledge your own toxic behavior. Yes, yeah, see you in three years. Make sure Trump writes you from his cell. It's great to hear there are a thousand or more being investigated. Every last one of them needs to be held accountable. Of course, along with Trump and his cohorts. Federal conviction. Congratulations, William, on another great life-limiting choice. They'll need their voting rights taken from them along with their gun rights. <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome if, if uh, Trump... My personal goal is for Trump to... Uh, And my co-anchors on the Legal AF podcast, which is on Wednesdays and Saturdays, where we pull all these stories together and give them to you in a one-hour podcast on YouTube and on every place, all the platforms that you listen to your podcast, then my co-anchors are doing the hot takes. Karen Freeman, Ictifolo, Manhattan DA, former number two, 
Ben Micellis, civil rights lawyer and co-founder of the Midas Touch. And if you like what I'm doing, you can follow me and tell me yeah, so I do. on at MS Popak on all Thank social you, media, Popak. including Twitter. This is Michael Popak, Legal AF Reporting. Lock him up. Yeah, Indict yeah. Okay, Trump in panic. Notify me. Trump hits new low as Jack Smith and Manhattan DA push forwards. Okay, uh, I've already seen all these, except for a lot of people waiting. Fuck. Seen all of these, man. Okay, I haven't finished with Michael Cohen and Lincoln Project co-founder. Hey, let me tell you a secret. For slots games, this is my You know how long that these cases take. And you know right now the way that Georgia law works. If this was the one case which should put him away because it's just so blatant and it's so obvious. What he's telling you is right now you just finished your special grand jury. And they have now given you the thumbs up to proceed forward, whether it was perjury or any of the other charges that right. they believe. Right. Well, now they have to impanel a grand jury. And that does takes a couple of weeks. Right. And now you have to start bringing back the witnesses. It's not that you're going to take the testimony and read it into the record for the grand jury. They have to now bring back the witnesses again. That's more time. And knowing Trump and his team and the way that he behaves, it's all about delay. There is no way that this case ends up in trial before which the election occurs. And Donald, in his sociopathic belief system, legitimately believes that he's going to be the next president. And as the president of the United States, you cannot indict a sitting president. So the presidency actually acts as a get-out-of-jail-free card. For sure. That's what he's trying to portray in a mob-like way where you say it, but you're not really saying it. Right. I think you're right. Look, I, I always thought that, you know, a second a second run at the presidency um, was partly, you know, he, he you know, w w w while we know all evidence to the contrary is that he lost fair and square in 2020 was um, he couldn't stand to be out of the limelight. He couldn't, you know, he wants to take advantage of whatever financial things, but uh, yeah, it was always a shield to prosecution. Um, that was, you know, one of the three or four pillars of why he'd do it again. And, and I think that you're right. If he, if he is elected, you and I are probably, you know, hightailing it the hell out of here. Um, and, uh, and, you know, he won't, he won't be convicted. You know, it's interesting. Um, you talked about, you know, whether if he if he was if he was reelected, uh, I, I was having this conversation with some folks in Washington in December and they said, well, you know, if Trump wins in 20, if he gets nominated, he wins in 24, you know, they'll come back in 28. And I'm like, there's no 28. Like, what are you talking about? Like he wins again. There's no 2028. And they looked at me, Michael, like a second head had grown out of my shoulders. Um, you know, it's, it's you know, it's it, once in a while. You know, being the Cassandra amongst the establishment, uh, you know, doesn't make you popular. But they, they, it's not a world they could conceive of. By the way, it's not that there's no 2028. There's no 2032 or 2036 mm -hmm. or 2040 either. He will, 
seek to change the Constitution. He will look to try to figure out a way how to shred the Constitution and all of our rights because he is an autocratic wannabe. He wants to be the monarch, the dictator, the Fuhrer, the supreme leader. That's what he wants. And rest assured, too, it's not that it's just dangerous. Like, Reed, where the fuck do we go? Where do we go that... Fuhrer, the Supreme. He wants to be the monarch, the dictator, the Fuhrer, the Supreme Leader. That's what he wants. He wants to be. Pleasure. He wants to be the monarch, the dictator, the Fuhrer, the supreme leader. That's what... Did you hear that? That was from his personal life of many years. Everybody, there's Mein Kampf on his bedside table. Diaper Don has Mein Kampf on his bedside table. He wants to be the monarch, the dictator, the Fuhrer, the supreme leader. That's what... Mein Kampf on his bedside table. Diaper Don has Mein Kampf on his bedside table. He wants to be the monarch, the dictator, the Fuhrer, the supreme leader. That's what... Did you hear that? That was from his personal life of many years. Did you hear that? That was from his personal life of many years. Everybody, there's Mein Kampf on his bedside table. Diaper Don has Mein Kampf on his bedside table. He wants to be the monarch, the dictator, the Fuhrer, the supreme leader. That's what... Did you hear that? That was from his personal life of many years. Everybody, there's Mein Kampf on his bedside table. Diaper Don has Mein Kampf on his bedside table. He wants to be the monarch, the dictator, the Fuhrer, the supreme leader. That's what... Did you hear that? That was from his personal life of many years. Everybody, there's Mein Kampf on his bedside table. Diaper Don has Mein Kampf on his bedside table. He wants to be the monarch, the dictator, the Fuhrer, the supreme leader. No, That's what... Did you hear that? That was from his personal life of many years. Everybody, there's Mein Kampf on his bedside table. Diaper Don has Mein Kampf on his bedside table. He wants to be the monarch, the dictator, the Fuhrer, the supreme leader. That's what... Did you hear that? That was from his personal life of many years. Everybody, there's Mein Kampf on his bedside table. Diaper Don has Mein Kampf on his bedside table. He wants to be the monarch, the dictator, the Fuhrer, the supreme leader. That's what... Did you hear that? That was from his personal life of many years. Everybody, there's Mein Kampf on his bedside table. Diaper Don has Mein Kampf on his bedside table. He wants to be the monarch, the dictator, the Fuhrer, the supreme leader. That's what... Did you hear that? That was from his personal life of many years. 
Everybody, there's Mein Kampf on his bedside table. Zyperdon has Mein Kampf on his bedside table. He wants to be the monarch. Diaper Don has Uh, right, let's see here. Trump is crushing. Oh, block. Okay, much touch. I think they're going live right now. They did what? Hit new low with latest stunts live two hours ago. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. Now, in normal times, a visit from a United States congressional delegation would be a very prestigious thing. Look, the House of Representatives, for example, would send delegations to, I don't know, places like our allies abroad, where we would send the delegations to promote democracy, to promote American institutions, to promote shared values. But we are not living in normal times with the MAGA Republicans now controlling the House of Representatives. They sent their first big congressional delegation to tour the January 6th defendants wing of the Washington, D.C. jail because the MAGA Republicans wanted to show that they stand in solidarity with the January 6th insurrectionists who they refer to as political prisoners and as patriots. This is a clip of the press conference that was held after the tour. This is from MAGA Republican uh, Byron Donalds, and he's from Florida. And here you see Byron Donalds discuss the tour that the MAGA Republicans took of the D.C. jail. Play the clip. Well, we have people who have their, have their uh, not even been have a bond hearing yet. We're now 25 months later. Uh, this is a violation of constitutional rights, constitutional principles. Look, people can have disagreements about what happened on January 6th. People can want to see the justice system actually work. But constitutional rights have to be protected for all Americans. You don't get to pick and choose based upon your political viewpoints. You don't get to be very rude and a jerk. You have to do a demand for jury. And this is a constant refrain we hear from the MAGA Republicans. They are very much focused on the fact that they believe Who's the January 6th insurrection whistle? referred to as political whistle? prisoners and as patriots. This is a clip of the press conference that was held after the tour. This is from MAGA Republican uh, Byron Donalds, and he's from Florida. And here you see Byron Donalds discuss the tour that the MAGA Republicans took of the D.C. jail. Play the clip. Well, we have people who have their, have their uh, not even been able to have a bond hearing yet. We're now 25 months later. Uh, this is a violation of constitutional rights, constitutional principles. Look, people can have disagreements about what happened on January 6th. People can want to see the justice of actually work. But constitutional rights have to be protected for all Americans. You don't get to pick and choose based upon your political viewpoints. You don't get to be very rude and a jerk. You have to do a demand for jury. And this is a constant refrain we hear.
we are distracted from locking them all up. from the MAGA Republicans. They are very much focused on the fact that they believe the January 6th insurrection are political prisoners and that their rights are being violated. No, they are in prison because they tried to overthrow our democracy. They tried to kill police officers and kill lawmakers and almost stopped the transfer of power in a free and fair election the first time in United States history that occurred. Now, Fortunately, the Democrats did not make the mistake of not sending anyone uh, to go with that congressional delegation because Democrats knew that the MAGA Republicans would lie and lie they did. But here is Democratic Congress member Jasmine Crockett. Now, she attended this tour as well, and she said that the tour showed that the January 6th defendants seemed to have more privileges. They have technology and services, and they even had the equipment to record a song promoting the Democratic Congress member Crockett. Members that only really wanted to get to the January 6ers. That's all they really cared about. They didn't care about the people that are consistently being incarcerated here and the treatment that they get. These people are in single cells. Have y'all ever watched any movie, right? When people go to jail, what happens? They're in what we call general population, right? Like there's a group of people. They have their own cells. They have access to laptops and tablets. I mean, it's, it's unlike anything that I've ever seen. And like I said, coming out of Texas, I have seen so much worse. They even have, you know, it's two kind of separate facilities. The facility that January 6ers are in, that is the newest facility that they have. That facility was built in the 90s. And according to the reporting of Scott McFarlane of CBS, Democratic Congress member Robert Garcia said that the January 6th defendants who were in the D.C. jail, quote, have 24-hour access to medical care. They have a very professional staff. They can interact with visitors. And Garcia then noted about the tour, quote, we were in an open room with people that attacked our country and our colleagues, the Republicans, were treating some of these folks, the insurrectionists, like they were celebrities. That's quite shameful in my opinion. So just to paint the picture for you again, a congressional delegation at the behest of the MAGA Republicans was sent not to see foreign dignitaries, but to treat the January 6th insurrectionists as though they were dignitaries. The January 6th defendants were then brought into an open room where they were treated like heroes and celebrities by the MAGA Republicans. I want to show you a clip now of Ken Sicknick, the brother of Officer Sicknick, Capitol Police officer who was killed during the January 6th insurrection. And Everybody call the DOJ.
Watch what Ken Sicknick says. I wrote, this is disgusting, treasonous behavior by the Republicans. Everyone call the DOJ and see if, what? Oh, fuck. Um, I see why. No, I don't know. What? Oh. Oh, okay. Haven't charged these insurrectionists yet, so we can remove them from office under the 14th Amendment Charters may hold office. Out this congressional delegation that visited uh, the D.C. jail. Play this clip. That went there, went there to show their fealty to Donald Trump and, and, these, and these, these insurrectionists. There was over a thousand uh, people arrested for this. Twenty of them are, are in that prison. So if, if they, for some reason, think that that's a that's a, um, a, a, a an example of, of what's going on, it's not. The, the people that are there in that particular one are uh, affiliated with Oath Keepers. Are all twenty of them have been charged with serious crimes? At least seventeen of them are. Um, have been charged with violent crimes against police officers. This is a party that claims they black the blue. Yet 140 police officers were injured. Um, my, my brother, Brian, died. Uh, whether they believe that he died, um, you know, he, he, he had the strokes on January 6th, he died on January 7th. And Ken Sicknick is absolutely right here. You know, these MAGA Republicans claim that they black back the blue. They absolutely do not back the blue at all. That's uh, 100% for sure. Just look at their actions of what they are doing in this congressional uh, delegation. There was another moment that I want to highlight as well. This is Marjorie Taylor Greene giving a speech as well outside of the D.C. jail. And then there was someone who was blowing a whistle every time she would try to spread her fascist nonsense. Play this clip. And as you can see, there's paid protesters here today, and they can whistle and say everything they want, but we will not be deterred. We do not care about them because they work for evil. Don't forget that... You are the turds. Make it real quick. Yes, you are the turds. During the summer of here, you know, these MAGA Republicans claim that they black back the blue Republicans claim that they black back. The, they absolutely black the blue. Uh, there's paid protesters here today, here today, and whistle and say everything they want, but we will not be deterred. We do not say everything they want, but we will not be deterred. We do not care about. But we will not be deterred. We do not. Yes, you will be deterred. You are deterred. Say everything they want. <laughs>
Okay. During the summer of 2020, Antifa, like these guys over here, BLM activists who are funded, yeah, like probably George Soros and many others. And ultimately, Marjorie Taylor Greene called for the individual who was whistling to be arrested. This is what Marjorie Taylor Greene said. We toured the D.C. jail today and held a press conference outside the jail after our tour. This man assaulted everyone there by blowing a whistle as loud as he could in others' ears and tried multiple times to assault me and other members. My staff and others, like this very nice lady, did their best to block him. He needs to be arrested, and we tried to have him arrested. My staffer called 911 and reached an automated recording for several minutes before reaching a human, reported the guy. She then asked the jail to send out an officer, and they refused. This is just another example out of a million others that the left does repeatedly without accountability. That's the statement there from Marjorie Taylor Greene. Okay, and here's Marjorie Taylor Greene doing a TV interview after visiting the jails, and during this interview, she says... Over the past week, the January 6th defendants had to spend their time scrubbing, cleaning, and painting the walls. I mean, the prisoners were being treated as prisoners. Here, play the clip. Had a lot. Let's strategize. We need to get this wood so we can get this done. Yes, last second we got it. Okay, we can get this one. No? Had a lot of reports from families and attorneys. They have told us that over the past week, the January 6th defendants have had to spend their time scrubbing and cleaning and painting the walls in the area that they have to stay in, the area that they're forced to be housed in. By the way, do you remember this clip of Marjorie Taylor Greene from about a year ago, maybe slightly longer ago? This was from one of the CPAC conventions. It stands for Conservative Political Action Committee Conventions. That's the largest Republican conference that is held. Held. It's like an official Republican Congress uh, conference, like one of their biggest events. And so first, one of the things they had is this big sign that says, we're all domestic terrorists. This is a real sign. This isn't like uh, Photoshop. This is the sign they have. We're all domestic terrorists. And then there was this scene, of course, where they set up a fake January 6th jail booth a jail for January 6th insurrectionists. And then, then they cosplayed a scenario where Marjorie Taylor Greene and these MAGA Republicans would go up to somebody dressed like a, uh, dressed in a prison uniform uh, who was uh, a January 6th insurrectionist and kiss their hand and show support and solidarity with the insurrectionists. Here, play this clip. Trespass against us and lead us against the wickedness and the snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, Prince and Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits. Release this bondage that's going on in our country and upon Brandon. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. These MAGA Republicans would go up to somebody dressed like a, dressed in a prison uniform who was uh, a January 6th insurrectionist and kiss their hand and show support and solidarity with the insurrectionists. Here, play this clip. Trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. This should be. This should be considered aiding and abetting 
terrorists. Jesus, we trust in you. Jesus, we trust in you. Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and the snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, Prince of Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits. Release this bondage that's going on in our country. And upon Brandon, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so, folks, this is what the MAGA Republicans are doing. They are not supporting our democracy, far from it, and quite the contrary. They are supporting insurrectionists. What is supposed to be yep. a very prestigious visit that. from the United States Congressional Delegation, the MAGA Republicans are using that prestige of the House of Representatives to treat the terrorists and the uh, insurrectionists as they are heroes and to treat them as celebrities. Um, and you can see it for yourself. This is utterly despicable, but we will keep calling it out here on the Midas Touch Network. I'm Ben Micellis. Make sure to hit the subscribe button. We are on our way to 1 million subscribers thanks to your awesome support. So please hit subscribe. Also, check us out at patreon.com slash Midas Touch. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Midas Touch. Uh, also, wherever you get your audio files, just search for us. The Pack Shield, we dude. believe the only truly effective protection is the protection you keep with you. That's why we develop argument there. Now, whether or not the DA's office will charge any of these misdemeanors, so I'll tell you exactly what's going through their mind right now. First of all, Number one, it's argue, they're arguably not joinable on the indictment with, of the Stormy Daniels case because they are separate. So you'd have to bring that separately. So they are... Con okay, we're going to pull We will discuss. Donald Trump continued to threaten Manhattan District Attorney yep. Alvin Bragg this week, calling up. Alvin Bragg an animal, human scum, a devil and anarchist, and Trump posted a photo of himself that he later removed, depicting himself hitting Alvin Bragg with a baseball bat, in addition to other posts of Trump telling his followers, quote, you aren't going to take it anymore, 
calling for death and destruction if charges are brought and questioning why people should be peaceful if he is criminally indicted. He has not deleted those other <laughs> posts. Is this another crime and will there be consequences? Also, a big week for special counsel Jack Smith in the federal criminal investigations into Trump's election interference and into Trump's theft of thousands of government records and obstruction of justice. Special counsel Jack Smith won some major court battles that could spell very big trouble for Donald Trump will discuss and noting Donald Trump's despicable behavior, the New York federal judge in E. Jean Carroll's civil rape and defamation lawsuit set to go to trial on April 25th next uh-huh. month, took the rare step, which is usually reserved for mafia leaders or cartel leaders like El Chapo of ordering an anonymous Miss Jury in the civil case where Donald Trump is a civil defendant. What does this mean? What are the implications? We will break it down here. Also, Donald Trump's playbook of delay, delay, delay. go subscribe okay <laughs> proud boys on standby motherfucker Drag boys, drag boys. Haha. Metoy Todd. It's Let me be a woman, 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 woman. The way was exposed and rejected. 
in New York by Judge it's Arthur Angoron this week in the civil fraud lawsuit brought by New York Attorney General Letitia James, where the New York AG's office is seeking at least $250 million in damages and injunctive relief, which would effectively put the Trump Organization out of business in New York. Justice Arthur Angoron said the current trial date of October 2nd, 2023 is etched in stone, which is a major blow for Donald Trump. We will discuss what took place at the hearing, including the fact that there was a bomb threat that temporarily delayed uh, that hearing and a number of actual threats taking place as Donald Trump continues to threaten uh, the New York Attorney General and the another later removed, depicting himself hitting Alvin Bragg with a baseball bat, in addition to other posts of Trump telling his followers. Right. While he was trying to be president of the United States, committing a crime, and he says, because I didn't want more. And legal AF, the Manhattan criminal grand jury did not meet last week, as was expected. They are expected to meet this upcoming week. What was the reason for the delay? What will happen this upcoming week? We will discuss. Donald Trump continued to threaten Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg this week, calling Alvin Bragg an animal, human scum, a devil, an anarchist. And Trump posted a photo of himself that he later removed, depicting himself hitting Alvin Bragg with a baseball bat in addition to other posts of Trump telling his followers, quote, you aren't going to take it anymore, calling for death and destruction if charges are brought and questioning why people should be peaceful if he is criminally indicted. He has not deleted those other posts. Is this another crime and will there be consequences? Also, a big week for special counsel Jack Smith in the federal criminal investigations into Trump's election interference and into Trump's theft of thousands of government records and obstruction of justice. Special counsel Jack Smith won some major court battles that could spell very big trouble for Donald Trump. We'll discuss and noting Donald Trump's despicable behavior, the New York federal judge in E. Jean Carroll's civil rape and defamation lawsuit set to go to trial on April 25th next month, took the rare step, which is usually reserved for mafia leaders or cartel leaders like El Chapo, of ordering an anonymous jury in the civil case where Donald Trump is a civil defendant. What does this mean? What are the implications? We will break it down here. Boss. Also, Donald Trump's playbook of delay, delay, delay. Delay was exposed and rejected in New York by Judge Arthur Angoron this week in the civil fraud lawsuit brought by New York Attorney General Letitia James, where the New York AG's office is seeking at least $250 million in damages and injunctive relief, which would effectively <laughs> put the Trump Organization out of business in New York. Justice Arthur Angoron said the current trial date of October 2nd, 2023, is etched in stone, which is a major blow for Donald Trump. We will discuss what took place at the hearing, including the fact that there was a bomb threat 
that temporarily delayed uh, that hearing and a number of actual threats taking place as Donald Trump continues to threaten uh, the New York Attorney General and the Manhattan District Attorney and all these prosecutors. This is Legal AF. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by my co-host Michael Popak and Karen Friedman. Agnifilo. You have all three of us here today, at least on the first segment where we break down what's going on in Manhattan. Michael Popak, great to see you. Great to see you. We, we are so pleased to have Karen with us for the first one. She's once again, I believe, jumping off to do some national media tour later this morning, but exclusive on legal... is our co-anchor and friend, Karen Fried McNifilo. Karen, how are you? I'm great. How are you guys? We're doing great. Always a pleasure on Legal AF when we get the full group of us together and when we can get your incredible insight. So let's just get into it, Karen. First and foremost, what happened in Manhattan this week? So this week, we know on Monday that Bob Costello testified on behalf of Donald Trump, and we were... Degenerate sociopath. Those are code words that are usually used against black men historically. Um, When he, when he ties him to George Soros in an anti-Semitic attack, also saying that he's a Soros back. People are mimicking Donald Trump like DeSantis. They don't even understand what they are mimicking and the vocabulary that they are using. It is racist. It is anti-Semitic. It's an attempt to create, uh, to call Alvin Bragg the other in order to justify him be, being beaten and attacked. And Alvin Bragg got an assassination letter with a white powder in it two days ago. That is, that is one that we've heard about. 
I'm sure there are others. And when we first saw this, this article that Salty, our producer, was putting up here, we only heard about the powder and a quote-unquote threat. We know now the threat was an assassination threat to kill Seeking. Um, no social media, no fucking social media, no social media, charge him, charge him. To kill Alvin Bragg. This will not be the first. New York City and the NYPD is on high alert from, from last week all the way through the coming week, where we think the indictment is finally going to come out about Donald Trump. Donald Trump continues to have his social media backfire on him and used by judges and prosecutors against him, um, and he has no one to blame but himself. We're going to talk about Judge Kaplan and making a decision to keep the jury anonymous for their own protection in the E. Jean Carroll case. That's based on social media posts that even predated the one that we're showing here about his uh, his uh, proposed attack on Alvin Bragg with a baseball bat. That was based on other things that he said earlier in the week about the indictment that the federal judge pointed to as the rationale for having an That is what he did. From his jury. So when you tie all this together, this attempt did, to, man. let's just call it for what it is, lynch a black man who is a prosecutor. And that's the other thing. Most of the prosecutors and law enforcement he goes after happen to be black. And to give himself cover for doing so, he calls them racist. Of course, not understanding how racism works. Calls them racist. to change it so I don't uh, get flagged, diapered on, of course is okay for treason, 45. <clears throat> change it to a three in terrorism. Okay. 
I'm gonna tag FBI Most Wanted. Cojones, anyone? Balls. I'm going to put in a little emoji. Ball emoji. <laughs> Rest Trump, for fucking fools. Rest Trump, Mechatee, fucking fools. Trump arrest. Justice delayed is justice denied, motherfuckers. chicken shit chicken <laughs> and some poo MLK quotes hashtag MLK And, uh, Black History 365. Let's press charges. The... Cyperdon for treason and terrorism. FBI most haunt, most wanted. Cojones, anyone? The Justice Department. Two chicken shit about that, too. Shocker. Arrest Trump. Trump arrest. Justice delayed is justice denied. Motherfuckers. Oh, well, M plus, which means. Okay. Right. Tag people. Okay. Uh, criminal division, daily wildcat citizens for ethics, Arizona politics, my touch. Oh my god, what the fuck is going on, man? Lincoln Project, Occupied Democrats. Okay, that's enough. Okay.
Okay, there we go. Tweet. Let's get back to the show. Because they're going after him, I guess, because he's a white Republican former president, as opposed to somebody who commits crimes. So I agree with Karen. I don't think, you know, it's going to take a lot of gumption for Alvin Bragg to look the other way and allow this line crossing, as Karen called it, with the baseball bat next to his head. Because it's not just Donald Trump now. It's Donald Trump in the future. It's others worse than Donald Trump. I think they can get away with threatening law enforcement on the front page of their social media and get away with it. It rises to the level of crime. It's now going to be up to Alvin Bragg to decide whether, in addition to Stormy Daniels, he's going to take on Donald Trump and the MAGA world and charge a crime that just got committed. So that's where we are. I think everything else we've covered. Ben, what else do you got to say about Manhattan DA? And what's that happening? those posts made by Donald Trump uh, that we've just talked about on social media, I think can also be used by special counsel Jack Smith in the election interference case. Now when we're talking about the January 6th insurrection, what took place on January 6th, when Donald Trump tries to say, oh, I, I never said death and destruction. You can now point to okay. these other posts as well as Alvin part Bragg of a pattern and practice. Said Alvin Bragg needs to file a motion to take away defendant's social media like a gag order on that or take him into custody. Yeah, take him into custody. <laughs> yeah, take him into custody. What to do? What to do? <laughs> What to do? Either did this alien spacecraft crash Many Earth. people have entertained the notion that Earth could have been visited by extraterrestrials in the ancient past. Three days ago, uploaded forbidden knowledge. Billions of years ago. Indeed, these speculative cosmic travelers might not have left any evidence whatsoever about their visit, leaving us forever ignorant of both 
it and their existence. Okay, move over, there are over. others, however, who move believe up. that there is ample evidence move all over. around us from the ancient world telling us of these ancient alien arrivals and possible interactions with the inhabitants move of the world. Over. Uh, recently, the study of scientific data on, could over. possibly offer move. some kind of tentative truth to such okay. claims. Move. Is it really possible an extraterrestrial spacecraft appeared in Earth's yeah. orbit 780,000 years ago before disintegrating and falling to Earth? Oh. According to an online article oh. by researcher oh. Chris Benton, after working with data from analysis of Australite tectiles, NASA scientists are currently considering just such a possibility. This behemoth of a vehicle is likely miles across in size and was likely traveling around 20,000 miles per hour when it entered Earth's atmosphere, which is perfectly normal for cosmic bodies such as comets to be traveling at through space. What makes this particular data more unique is that it appears as though the object in question slowed down as it approached Earth and intentionally placed itself in orbit. It is obvious that a natural body wouldn't act in such a matter and an object several miles wide would have been too large for the Earth to capture of its own accord. The discovery then becomes even stranger when the object itself began to change drastically. According to the data that NASA scientists were working with, the object simply remained in orbit for a considerable time before it began to heat up to extremely high temperatures, essentially causing it to melt and turn to glass. These pieces of heat-produced glass then fell to Earth, and they did so across an area that stretched from the southern China Sea to Antarctica. When these one-time frozen pieces of glass were analyzed, it was found they contained many properties that would be useful in space travel, such materials as iron and aluminum, as well as magnesium oxide and calcium oxide and potassium oxide. It is, though, the discovery that the around 75% of these tectiles were made up of quartz crystals. This is particularly interesting to those who subscribe to visitors from other worlds arriving on Earth in the distant past, not least as we ourselves use quartz crystal in computer technologies, and we suspect that a spacefaring race could have used them also. And a further interest to ancient astronaut theorists, many ancient sites with potential connections to alien visitors thousands of years ago contain a particularly heavy use of quartz crystal in the rock and stones that make up some of antiquity's most ancient megalithic structures. Although they stopped short of stating this object was once an intelligently designed vehicle, NASA scientists are reasonably sure that it originated outside of our solar system, possibly even our galaxy. Could it have been an intelligently designed and guided vehicle of extraterrestrial origin? Admittedly, it is a prospect too outrageous for many. It is, however, one that shouldn't be dismissed unreservedly, as we will return to shortly. There have been several suggestions put forward to explain this event in the distant past. Some researchers have put forward, for example, that a meteor or asteroid likely collided with the moon and sent debris towards the Earth. However, given what we know of the moon, if its debris was behind the Australite tectiles, we might expect their makeup to be quite different from what NASA scientists found it to be. It is also interesting that some researchers have pointed out to the Tunguska incident of 1908, when an object believed to be an asteroid exploded around five miles above the surface of the Earth, sending shockwaves to be felt around the world. If the asteroid had hit the planet's surface, the consequences would not be evident whatsoever about their visit, leaving us forever ignorant of both it and their existence. 
There are others, however, who believe that there is ample evidence all around us of the ancient world telling us of these ancient alien arrivals and possible interactions with the inhabitants of the planet. And more recently, the study of scientific data could possibly offer some kind of tentative truth to such claims. Is it really possible an extraterrestrial spacecraft appeared in Earth's orbit 780,000 years ago before disintegrating and falling to Earth? According to an online article by researcher Bruce Fenton, after working with data from analysis of Australite tectiles, NASA scientists are currently considering just such a possibility. This behemoth of a vehicle was likely miles across in size and was likely traveling around 20,000 miles per hour when it entered Earth's atmosphere, which is perfectly normal to cause 